0: Uh, hello, how's everybody doing this morning? I am going to move this because I will run right into it. Um, it's alright, Brandon. Or no, Caleb. It's all right. cheese man. Um, I thought about it, but then I was doing. It's alright. Um, yeah, my name is Blaine. I think everybody knows me here. I'm the youth pastor here at ALCF, and I'm so excited to preach this morning. Um, yeah, and then the one thing I just wanted to say before we jump in is just a huge thank you to Pastor Shane and Mary. They are just awesome, awesome people. I just love them, and they are awesome pastors, and I just it's just so awesome that God has chosen them to be the pastors of this church. Can we give them a huge round of applause? So I'm just gonna pray, and then we're gonna hop into the sermon. So, dear Jesus, thank you so much for today. Um, I just pray that my words would not be heard but yours God, that you would be glorified during this time and that everybody would get a word from you today, including me. May you speak and may you fill this room with your presence and in Jesus name we pray, amen. amen. So today's sermon is something that is very, very near and dear to my heart, so it's something that Um, just like the circumstances and um, just my story has happened that's very near and dear and I always felt like God was always going to call me to preach about it and just with the recent um, things that have happened I feel like now is the time more than ever and so what I'll be preaching about today is the injustice of racism. Now, I don't know everything about this topic. I am not An expert on this, and I'm still learning, but I come before you humbly today and um, just to start a conversation with you. I would be more than willing to sit down and talk to you about this stuff. I would love to hear your story, and I'd love to talk to you about this stuff, Um, but what I really, really want to ask you today is that we would all just take one step in the right direction. You know, we're all changing and transforming. We're all being changed to look more and more like Christ. For me, for, for, so for us to judge where you're at along your journey, I feel like doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And so all of us, all of our steps are going to look a little bit different. How we change and how we're transforming all looks a little bit different. So your step is going to look a lot different than someone else's. And the one thing I do ask is that I understand that this is a hot topic and that there's a lot of emotions and feelings and things that might come up during this or thoughts that might come in. And you know what? You don't have to agree with every single thing that I say today, but I do pray that we all fight for unity in this church. It seems like that the the world has painted a narrative is that it's us versus them. Either you're on this side or you're on that side, but how amazing would it be that we reached the, the world for Jesus with a unified church and that we all fought for unity because the world needs the gospel now more than ever and so I ask that we all pray that we all fight for unity amongst each other and that love would override all of our differences during this time so that we can reach this world for Jesus so let's jump in to the text which is Luke 10 25 through 37. I understood Shaq just read it, but we're just gonna do a quick recap, or like I'm just gonna read it again. So here we go. Luke 10, 25 through 37. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he and he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. And with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. the Samaritan as the hero and I feel like as soon as Jesus would have said this the Samaritan or brought him up in the story that there would have been this feeling by the Jewish lawyer or even the Jews listening to Jesus during that time because you see there was a huge rift of hate and prejudice between the Jews and the Samaritans and so by Jesus making the Samaritan the hero he is calling out what is going on in their culture, and that is the racism and prejudice that both of these groups have towards each other. And you know what? I don't think Jesus would say this to condemn the lawyer or the Jewish culture. I think he was saying this to actually invite them into freedom, because the more fear and prejudice and hate that we have in our hearts, we are more and more held captive by the enemy. And so what Jesus is doing he is inviting them into more and more freedom in their lives to experience the love of god that love that god has for everybody and that's the same thing when jesus point or when jesus god points out sin in our own lives is that we, he is not condemning us, but no, He is inviting us into more and to more freedom with Him and to be more and more like Christ so we can experience God in deeper levels. And so the question that I have today, and the title of the sermon, as you can see, is who is at your table? Who are you letting sit down in your life? Who are you letting, do you, who are you letting to come and to sit down and to enjoy life With, Are you able to expand your heart so so that people can experience Jesus with you and that you can sit and listen and reach all those that come into your life? And so what is my response to all of this? You know, I think like we can kind of all agree that watching that video of George Floyd is very, very hard and it's very, very graphic. And you know, my immediate feelings when I watch that video is, man, I can't wait for the day that Jesus comes back. My feelings are filled are pointed towards the hope that we are called to, that Jesus will one day come back and that he is the name above every name, that racism, sex trafficking and all evil have to bow to the name of Jesus. And that's where my feelings go. And I can't wait for that day, but in the meantime, I am on mission to fill in the gap and to bring the kingdom of God to this world. So I fill in the gap. I am on mission, and so when I see a black friend or the black community sitting on the side of the road beaten up, I am called to care for them and to speak out against the racism that is happening. And that my love would overflow to my neighbor. And, you know, people need Jesus now more than ever. They need Jesus more now more than ever. And there are policies and laws that we can fight for, that we can talk about. And that's a whole nother sermon and a whole nother talk. Um, but the only real change that we will see is through The only real change is when people's hearts are changed. That's the only real change that we will see, is when people's hearts are changed. So we have to reach this world for Jesus, is that we have to be set on fire for all of those people around us to reach them for Jesus so that their hearts can be changed, so that we can change this world for the better. And the cool thing about this is, is that, You know, there's no black or white Jesus. It's not a different Jesus for different people groups. It's all the same Jesus. Blacks and whites have to come to the same Jesus. Republicans and Democrats have to come to the same Jesus. Young and old have to come to the same Jesus. So you don't have to change your message. You just have to be who you are and preach Jesus and watch as people's hearts are changed to love everybody in their world. So I am called to open up my heart and open up my world to expand my table, so to say, that all can come and sit with me. But I got to be honest, it takes time and it really hurts. And it's, yeah, it can hurt sometimes when you try to do this. And so August 31st, 2016 is the day that my table expanded is that some of you know that I went to Ohio Christian to play basketball uh, down in Columbus and um, I got to hang out with some black friends um, that grew up in definitely different neighborhoods than I did and so I got to hear their story and one of my best friends at the college, um, we'll call him Bill, one of my best friends at the college, Bill, was he was so awesome, he was the nicest guy that I met. We liked the same music, we liked the same movies, and all of those things. Um, Bill was black, and um, you know, the more I got to talk to Bill, the more I got to hear his story. And I got to hear that Bill, um, he didn't get to meet his father until eighth grade because he was in jail for that whole time. And the first time he met him, he was actually in a jumpsuit at a basketball game while he was playing. Because of the family circumstances and Bill having to provide for his family, he had to sell drugs, and so my idea of a black drug dealer or some a black criminal, some would say, was absolutely shattered, not to someone that should be feared like sometimes the media portrays them to be, but no, but someone that needs Jesus just as much as I do, is that Bill would have had probably the same exact story that I would have if he would have grown up in different circumstances and had the parents that I would have. had, And I would have had a very similar story to his if we would have flipped roles. And so me and Bill were very, very similar. And you know what? And through that circumstances and through those stories, I had to look inside my own heart and break down why did I have these thoughts and feelings and what was, what was, why was I growing up fear towards these certain people? And they had to break down and I had to chip away at my heart to expand my table to all people that to all people that would come into my life. And so I want to read Ephesians three ten real quick. And it should be up on the screen. Heck yeah, thank you. So so Ephesians three ten. So that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly. Places. And so, what the table does, what the church does, is that the world is supposed to look inside the church, the world is supposed to look inside your life and understand because of all the people and all the creeds and colors that walk into your life to understand that jesus is king over this world that the world cannot manufacture all these people coming together in this church coming together no no no. jesus can only manufacture that so your table in your life is then a testimony that jesus is king over this world and that he brings all people together and that's what the table does And so, and the, and the funny thing about the table is that you are not there to give. You are simply there to receive. And so, me thinking about my friends that I met in college, and I continue to still talk to them, is that I thought I was there to give to them, to give to give advice, to give whatever that may be. Like, we always went to the mall, and so I would drive them, and so I'd give them, I guess, experience in a way. But no, I was simply there to receive, and I see that now, is that they gave me their stories and their pain, and I received them to understand a little bit more about who they were. And so I am not coming to the table to give solutions to people's lives. I'm coming to the table to listen and to receive from them. And it's the same exact thing that Jesus did for us. Or we what we do with Jesus is that Jesus has shown us this great love and he gives us this love and we receive it so that we can give. I came to the table to receive from them and to hear their stories and their pain so that I can speak up and give to you guys so that you can receive and to hear their stories and that I can fill in the gap. In Here's a few things that I wanna just highlight that happened in the story. Um, So when the Levites and the priests walk by, it says it was on accident. But when the Samaritan walks by, it says he was on a journey. And so journeys are always purpose-filled. And I want you to know that when you are filled with purpose and you understand that you are here by God on mission. That is so much easier to fill in the gap. And I want you to know that no one is here by accident. We were all chosen to live in this time. We were all given a purpose during this time. And so I want you to know that you are filled with purpose to step in and to fill the gap and to speak justice to those that cannot fill in the gap themselves. And I want to talk about this real quick too, is that, so we talked about Ephesians a little bit, and I'm sorry that I can't go into a full, long-length spiel about Ephesians, um, but in Ephesians 5 and 6, so we all kind of know Ephesians 6 as the spiritual warfare kind of, um, like, verses and chapter, but before that, it talks about relationships, and I don't think that those are there by accident. And so my thought is, is that the way that you break down spiritual divides and the way that you break down spiritual barriers is by relationship. To get close to someone that I never thought that I would get close to, or somebody with a different story, or someone that does not look the same as me. And so we have deep informing relationships and i believe that this season this year and this day our love is going to grow more now more now than ever before that we are going to sit and listen to people's stories that we never thought that we would sit and listen to that we would be friends with people that we never thought that we would sit and listen to so let's all change the world for jesus and let's be friends and have close relationships and share Jesus to those that may never hear it before. And so my question is, is what are my next few steps that I need to take to expand my table? And also go and do likewise, just as Jesus said to the Lord. So I'm going to pray. we're Dear Jesus, thank you so much for dying for everybody. That everybody comes to you. Expand our hearts during this season. Expand our hearts to all those around us. May we have conversations. May we show love to people that may not look like us or may have a different story than us. Expand our hearts, Jesus, so that all people can come to the table. I do pray that there is a massive, massive movement of people coming to Jesus, that we would be set on fire to share you like never before. May we be changed and may the world be changed for you. And in Jesus name we pray, amen. Thank you guys.